Welcome to the Exhorter Podcast, where we aim to stir up love and good works through bite-sized biblical discussion. Uh, joined here by Paul Nerland, Kyle Goodwin, and I'm John Bradford. And this week's topic uh, caught me a little off guard. Um, I'll let Kyle introduce it, because uh, when I read it, I was like, um, what, are, what are we talking about? Well, today we're talking about gossip. We'll, we'll try and define what gossip is, but the real question for the episode today, is gossip ever a good thing? Or can we make it a good thing? So we're gonna call we're gonna call today's episode. We're gonna go with the title "Good Gossip." All right. So when we talk about gossip, it's really hard to define. The Bible has a great deal of warnings about gossip, but as far as defining it for us, it it can be a little bit vague or nebulous. Is the feeling a lot of people are left with when they try and address gossip? What exactly is it? What exactly are the parameters? Because you could say that parents or grandparents do a lot of gossiping about their children and grandchildren if it's just talking about someone when they're not there. Does intent matter? Those are some of the questions that come to our mind. When I bring up the topic of gossip, what do you guys envision as, as a way to define that word? What does gossip mean when you think about it? How do you, how do you define gossip? Kyle, I think of uh, that person that on a regular basis spreads either secret or private information that it's come to them that they want to share with somebody else. They are often not linked to the person or the solution, but they have it. They just want to share it. It's it's almost like an addiction the way you're describing it. Once you once you're the center of attention and you're the one that is always in the know, it becomes addictive. You you crave more of that attention. So people that share gossip, they're the tailbearer, and they almost always want to be in that role. And rarely have I heard gossip that's good. Often it's usually, did you hear the juicy details about so-and-so? Here's what happened. And they're they're ready to pass it on. But rarely is it a good thing that I've heard. When gossip hits me first, I just can't not think of an office episode <laughs> about gossip. Uh, the, the part I was thinking about, you know, when you were talking right there was, it's not always just the information, but it's usually presented in a way with some sort of attitude or commentary or feeling about it, right? As if, if I just told you facts about, hey, so-and-so did this, that might not be enough for it to trigger as gossip. It's usually, I can't believe they did that. Or, you know, it, it's the shock factor of it, or it's some sort of judgment piece mixed with information. It's an easy way to get the attention. I think that's really what it comes down to, the the addictive side of it and why people... I mean, everyone engages in gossip, right? Isn't this a... Can't we agree this is kind of a universal struggle for most everybody? Some more than others, but I, I, I think of the, the, the joke about McDonald's, that no one wants to admit they eat at McDonald's, but they sell like 4 billion cheeseburgers a day. Someone's eating there. People just don't want to admit it, or some people don't. And gossip is kind of like that. We we all do it. We all have been guilty of doing it because it's so addictive, because it's an easy way to get the spotlight. It's an easy way to get attention, and it usually comes at the expense of somebody else. Yeah, usually we think about gossip and we kind of question gossip when we look back on a conversation we're currently in or just had and said, was well, that gossip? Usually yeah. it's, it's like it's something that triggers and we think of, oh, should I have said that? Should we be talking about this? And then you start going through the rationalization of it. And, oh, it's born out of concern or it's born out of, you know, good intent. And that's usually where gossip gets muddy for people is yeah. because you start trying to rationalize what you're doing and, and place something good on it. Well, it's almost so commonplace to human behavior that we don't even, re like you said, we don't realize it till after the fact. And like a feeding frenzy. And when we come out of it, say, wait, wait. 
What did I just say? Should I have done that? And that's when the questions start instead of before we say things. You're absolutely right about that, John. Uh, One of my favorite Proverbs and really the Bible, like I said, it's hard to find a concise or even unified definition for what entails gossip, but the Proverbs is probably the best place to go. And one of my favorites, it's actually repeated twice in the book of Proverbs, but I'll I'll look at the one in chapter 26 and verse 22. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. As a teenager studying Proverbs in the high school class, I looked at that verse and said, what is a tasty trifle? It's like the SpongeBob, right? The uh, sentence enhancer. Sentence enhancers. Yeah. The the spiciness of this conversation. Right. (laughs) That's one spicy sentence. Yes. Um, Let me read some. Let me read the version from the message. And this isn't a translation I I really endorse. I think sometimes these uh, amplified translate translation isn't even really the correct word. It's not really a translation. Yeah, it's it's kind of a thought for thought. It's a it's a vague attempt at translating in a easy to read way. And I I really don't recommend these translations, but when it comes to the poetic scriptures of the Old Testament, sometimes they can help bring a little clarity. So the message says it a little differently. Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you want junk like that in your belly? And I like the the way this kind of paints gossip is it's something it's it's junk food. You know it's bad for you. You know it's not doing any good, but you're kind of addicted to it. And it's hard to say no. It's hard to resist uh, when you see gossip or when you hear something. You can't resist sharing it with others, being the talebearer. That was Proverbs 26, verse 22. I like the idea that it's like junk food that goes down to your inmost belly. When you eat a lot of junk food, it tends to stick to you. So they, they did dainty morsels as cheap candy. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. message. I, I kind of like I kind of like that one, though, the way it, it explains the idea. It's like eating junk food that it just sticks to your body. Eat junk food. It's going to go to your it's going to go to your thigh. It's going to go to your gut. It's going to stick to you. Right. There, there is always that one thing you're eating that about halfway through it, you're going, why am I doing this? This is like the worst thing possible for me. But you finish it still. You know. So I'm going to use an illustration. We can decide if we want to cut this from the final. Sure. But when I think of this, this example in Proverbs, the tasty trifle, it sticks to you. The idea is when you hear gossip, even if it's false, you tend to believe it, even if you know. So an example I can think of, and it's very, it's very childish because this was an elementary school example for me. There were two drinking fountains in my elementary school gymnasium. And when we get a water break, every kid would line up behind the one on the left because the story is there's a certain kid, I won't say their name, they peed in that drinking fountain. <laughs> now, even as a seven-year-old second grader, I knew that wasn't true, but I was not going to be the one kid that drank out of that drinking fountain. So I heard gossip it stuck to me. I took it. I ate it. I consumed it. And it stuck with me, even though I knew it wasn't true. And that's the real danger of gossip. What are some other synonyms you guys think of with gossip? Uh, or, or depending on your translation, what are some other words you encounter in the Bible that you think are synonymous with gossip? So when I think of it, Kyle, I usually think of unconfirmed information. So something that's just being spread. Um, I've heard some call it malicious talk because sometimes it's done with intent to harm. Yeah. So a lot of times intent is very critical to defining because depending on your translation, you might see the word slander or speaking of it as a, as a verb. No, no verb is slant to slander. Slanderer. Yeah. Yeah. So depending on your translation, the word you might encounter is slander or slanderer. And the idea of slander is definitely malicious as you're trying to, whether it's truthful or not. And that's not the, that's not the determining factor. Gossip can be true. 
But if your intention is to change everyone else's perception about this person who's not present, then that's gossip. You have a malicious intent to bring someone down a peg and the views and opinions of others. One of the diff- most difficult things in the world is to, to observe is to, to really know someone's intent. Intent is very difficult to judge unless it comes with certain words that express, you know, the feelings behind that. And so sometimes when we hear it, we know what intent is behind those words. It's usually, you know, coming with judgment or or I think that is the worst thing in the world. You know, I think that that might be more difficult is secrets, right? Yeah. You know, deceit is easy to, to figure out, but secrets is well, when is it okay and is it okay to divulge information that not everyone knows? Because that's probably the more tantalizing one in the world. Knowing things that people don't know, I mean, that's exciting. That's a, that's a very exciting world to be in. Well, and that's the talebearer. They like to tell secrets. Proverbs 11 and verse 13 says a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. So that is a key distinction too, is oftentimes it's taking something of a private nature and disclosing it to other people when you shouldn't be. So I saw a cartoon of, of three ladies sitting around a table gossiping. And the what it says is, well, we don't like to refer to it as gossiping. We simply consider it, quote, sharing our opinions about other people's life choices. Therefore, it's okay. And so when I think of gossip, a lot of times it's maybe just that. Oh, can you believe that person did that? They're not in the room. Uh, we're not talking to them. And the other thing that I've read is, you know, whoever gossips to you will also gossip about you. And that may or may not be true, but in some cases it's true. And it's an idea of, well, let's talk about their life choices. And that's the justification for it. Well, I have a proverb for that, actually. I have a whole list of proverbs ready to go. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 19 says, he who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Well, that's kind of an obvious statement. Someone's a talebearer, they're sharing secrets. But he says, therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. Or a simple blabber. So the is, idea is, is the ESV yeah. version of that, yeah. Yeah. If someone's telling you secrets about others, I shouldn't feel safe about giving them my secrets. Because what are the odds that they're going to those people and telling them about my secrets? So don't associate with someone like that. But if I look at all of these different synonymous words that we find in the Bible, I, I tend to see a pattern of two two considerations at minimum. Now, if you're not sure if something's gossip, probably best to just leave it alone and not say it. But when I look at words like slander, I see a malicious intent. But to the point that Paul makes, that fits more in the category of being whispering secrets, being a talebearer where you just like to talk. Or another word or phrase you'll see in the Bible is either idle babbling or vain speech. And that's more the point that Paul just brought out, is there's not necessarily a malicious intent, but neither is there an intent to do some good with it. You're just simply entertaining yourself with talking about others. And that is something the Bible says not to do. Well, I think you bring up the point that none of us like to be on the other end of it. And so sometimes there may be a double standard. I wouldn't want to be talked about in that way. And I keep referring to cartoons, but here's another one. Uh, it's a boss talking to his employee. He says, I can't approve of your office gossiping, Frank. And after you tell me the latest, I want it to stop. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times are we part of this sometimes? Because when somebody comes to you to share it, that's another piece of it. There's the share, but then there's that person that's right there willing to, to hear it. And when somebody comes to you with that, what do you do with that information? Okay, so that brings up the biggest trump card here, which is 
But Kyle, I'm doing this out of concern for them. I'm concerned about them. And this is really the direction I want the this, this episode to go is how do we solve this? How do we stop gossiping? How can we perhaps even make something good? out of gossip. We'll get to that point in just a second. But uh, when, when it comes to some of these gray areas, when people come to me and they want to talk, I, I usually want to put a pause on it and say, have you talked to this person first? Or I'll ask them, why do you need to talk to me about this person? Because intention to me, it seems like that does matter, but that's not the only qualifying consideration. Elders of a congregation will get together and talk about members of concern. Some people might say that's gossip. I would look at that as shepherds being concerned and discussing how to best shepherd their flock and make sure that the sheep aren't wandering out of the pasture. So there's good intention in that scenario, but it's more than just good intention because John, you talked about what what if I, that's the trump card. I have good intentions. Well, I would also ask, do you have a plan? Do you, do you intend to do something or do you just intend to talk? If you're talking to me about someone and you want help, to actually do something, you want to formulate a plan to actually help them, does that does that make a bit of a difference? Does that move a little bit more away from gossip and more into a productive? Because it's not idle. Idle is just talking just to talk. There's no real plan involved. It's not something that is malicious like being a slanderer, but I understand how that does make some people concerned still. Yeah, and I think a lot of us have kind of a certain unwritten rule, even in our own households, where we don't keep things from our spouses, right? <laughs> you know, and we will tell our spouse quite quite a good deal of our lives. But there have been some times where I just didn't feel comfortable, you know, telling Taylor, telling my wife that, you know, what someone told me, you yeah. know. And I, I think that that's kind of where everyone kind of draws some different lines here and there. And I think that it's it's really good to try to paint some boundaries and identify some boundaries and talk about where your boundaries are with gossip and how you're going to talk to people about these things. Um, because you need to prep before you're you're engaged with it. You can't just expect to figure out how to approach gossip when you're amidst someone telling you something. You just said you have a plan. You pump the brakes. You put your, you know, yeah. you pump the brakes pretty quick when someone brings something to you. And that's why I think it is a really good strategy to have is to understand how you're going to approach this information if it comes to you. Well, and th- again, this is somewhat of a nebulous and hard to define concept at times. We're always going to find some gray areas and we might not always be satisfied with if I don't do something about it, if I don't bring someone in for help, I'll feel like I'm overwhelmed and I'm not going to be able to help this person. But if I do bring someone else in for counsel, then I might feel like I'm gossiping. And at a certain point, you might have to listen to your conscience a little bit, but it's important to be asking these questions. What is my intention? And do I have a plan? Is this idle talk? Am I just talking just to talk or am I talking for a purpose? So those are two very important questions. And I'm not saying that that, that necessarily is a green light for you to go and talk uh, about other people, but let's talk a little bit about solutions. How do we how do we put a halt to gossip? How do we curb uh, the amount of gossip that goes on in our circle or in our congregation? Before we do that, we have to go to Paul because he's grinning like a schoolboy over there. He read, another, he read another joke and he couldn't help himself but laugh. Well, it, it, it might contribute to what Kyle was saying. So, you know, has this always been a problem in the world? And the last cartoon I was looking at, sorry, uh, it's Adam and Eve. uh, And Adam is speaking to Eve saying, you know, Eve, can you keep a secret? Uh, And Eve says, Adam, we're the only two people in the world. Who else am I going to tell? And it says, in the days before gossip was possible. Because there was no one else. (laughs) Um, But to that point, it it goes back to what Kyle was saying. If you are on the receiving end of it, 
and you decide, I don't want to be part of that and shut it down from the get go because you see what's happening. It's, it's going to people will see that and, and realize that. And then if you yourself think about what is the intention of me sharing this information, if, if it's not to help, if it's not to uh, in any way serve the person that I'm speaking with, why am I doing this? Right. And that's my first suggestion to you as far as how you can curb the amount of gossip that takes place in your life and hopefully put an end to it in your life and in your social circles. Proverbs chapter chapter five in verse one says, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding that you may preserve discretion and your lips may keep knowledge. One of the goals of of wisdom and learning from God is to have discretion, to learn to make good choices in each situation. Part of that is pumping the brakes and asking those important questions. What's my intention? What's my plan? What is my purpose? Why am I doing this? Asking those questions. Some of this idea of discretion is also, again, asking other people. When gossip comes to you or potential gossip comes to you, I like to, to get out ahead of it. I like to ask people, have you talked to them first? I like to make some suggestions. Ask them, why are you bringing this to me? What's your intention? What's your purpose? What I just thought of when you said that was, um, might be a good practice to just, you know, have this conversation we're having here, people at home, have this conversation with your friends. You have two or three really good friends who generally are in those conversations where you're kind of wondering, is this gossip? Because, you know, you're, you're tight. And I think that maybe start by having this conversation with them and then maybe start by saying, you know, I'm trying to do better at not gossiping. So... Yeah, even this is just, how I'm looking at it. Even just bringing up this topic will 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 drastically reduce the amount of gossip will. that will take place. Whether it puts an entire halt to it, even just asking the question will at least give people that pause to think before they speak. Either that or they're going to say, okay, great. And then they're going to go gossip with the other person yeah, yeah. and leave you out of it. But at that point, then you're not on the recipient side of the gossip. So you did your job. Yeah. Good one, job. One other thing I do, I don't like to write people blank checks. If someone says, can you keep a secret? I say, to a degree, if I think the elders need to know about this, I'm going to talk to them. Now, if you feel comfortable with those terms, then proceed. I don't want to box myself in as if I, because I've been in that situation before when I was a very young preacher. Somebody came and confessed a sin, a huge, huge controversial sin right in my lap. And I didn't know what to do with it. I was way over my head. And so that that was that situation that taught me, just give people that caveat. Hey, I... I'll keep this between us unless I think I need to bring in someone else. That's important to do as as a father, you know, as as a parent is to you want to give your kids confidence that they can bring something to you. But you also have to set those kinds of guidelines and lines, you know, for if they tell you there's an issue with one of their friends that is dangerous and you're friends with their parents, you think they should know. Um, I mean, these are really important things to have figured out and to have you're basically you have a game plan. Can I give you another suggestion, something that will help you curb the amount of gossip in your life? For me? No. Okay. For you, the listener. Okay. Just talk less. Okay, that's not for me then. Talk less. Yeah. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 19. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. And I found that to be true, that if I just don't 
say anything, people will assume I'm smart or have a good answer in my head. But sometimes as soon as I talk, eh, they figure out otherwise. So I've learned how much wisdom is in this proverb here, but that's just a good general rule of thumb. If you talk less, you're going to gossip less just naturally. And that's all over the Bible, right? And and you hear this, this kind of, it's not a proverb from the Bible, but just a proverb of hu- human wisdom that God gave us only one mouth, but two ears so that we should listen twice as much as we speak. And so that's just a simple rule that's going to help. Just talk less. Be a good listener. If you talk, probably use your your speech to ask thought-provoking questions or questions that will help you discover the motives of other people or questions that will make them do a little bit of thinking. And I'm not saying it's wrong to talk at all. Just try talking less. Isn't talking less kind of counterintuitive to a podcaster? I'm just trying to understood my limitations and boundaries there. As Mark Twain said, it's better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open one's mouth and remove all doubt. Remove all doubt. Yeah, prove them right. I remember that one. Yep. I might have had a, a grandfather or father that told me that before, right after I blabbered. Well, let me give you one final suggestion, and this is the namesake of the episode. What we can do is we can reverse gossip. And again, in the Proverbs, it puts it this way, where there is no wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no tailbearer, strife ceases. That's Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 20. Simply put, if gossip comes your way, just put a halt to it. It stops with you. Take fire out of the wood. Stop fueling, adding fuel to the fire and just put a stop to it. But I want to take it one step further. I want to reverse gossip. So what I mean by this is when someone, when someone comes to you with a negative thing, or they're saying something, whether it's truthful or false, if they're trying to say something that will slander someone else, even if that's not their intention, you reverse it on them and say, well, I haven't noticed that. Well, have you seen brother so-and-so? They, they, uh, they're, they're lazy or they don't ever show up on Sunday evenings or I don't know what a hypothetical would be that would. Did you see Kyle preaching last Sunday? His fly was open the entire time. Yeah, there you go. Something like that. Well, getting back to our topic. And let me tell you where, where I got this idea from is as I'm teaching through second Corinthians um, on Thursday nights, I, I was dwelling on second Corinthians chapter one and verse 14, where Paul says that we are your boast as you also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it just, I got this image of when we're in heaven, how unrealistic is it to, to imagine seeing someone in heaven and just looking at him saying, how did he get here? You really think that's what's going to be going on? Or are we going to be patting each other all on the back? Are we going to be boasting in each other? I like the way Paul words this, that you are our boast. And Paul is writing to a church that didn't really like him at the moment. And they're going through a lot of struggle. And he's trying to help them and correct them. But he says, I hope that that I will be your boast as well. This idea that they're just going to compliment one another. They're going to boast in each other, that that Paul will boast in the Corinthians that, that, that are his children in the faith. And they're going to boast in Paul as the apostle that came and taught them. And it's just this idea of, of compliments and saying positive things. And, and I really like the beauty of that image. And it just got me thinking about, well, I was already thinking about gossip because I heard an excellent podcast. Uh, if you have time to listen to one podcast, you probably should listen to the Excel Still More podcast. That's really fantastic. A uh, really good episode on gossip uh, uh, two weeks ago. We have time for a second or third, then I'm glad you're tuning into our podcast here. But I was already thinking about it's gossip. Great, and, it's a great review. Good job. <laughs> well, I'm just realistic and modest. And I'm, I'm, modest. Practicing, I'm practicing good gossip. Good gossip. Yeah. That's great gossip. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about Chris Emerson and, and saying good things about him. And he's not in the room, but I'm saying good things. Do you see where I'm going with this idea of good gossip? If you're going to talk about someone who's not in the room, 
boast in them. Say something kind about them. If someone comes to you with slander or something negative, say, well, I don't really see what you're talking about, but I do think this person, and then name a positive quality. I do see this in them. Wouldn't you agree? And just reverse it on them and say some kind things. The other thing I think you reveal when you say that, Kyle, is that as Christians, when we hear something about someone else, maybe they're struggling with a sin, maybe it's something negative. You can turn something around positive when you're talking. But on the flip side, if I hear something like that, rather than sharing the juicy details with the first person I talk to, what am I going to do to help that person? And I think a lot of times, instead of feeling like, hey, we're in this together, I'm a sinner who's been forgiven. So are all of us. And I've had times where I was not at my best and I needed help. But that that also could be a, a part of the, the positive pieces. If, if your intention when you hear it is, what am I going to do about it? But I can tell you oftentimes, uh, even amongst the eldership, sometimes when we hear about things, uh, rarely has there been an effort to speak to the person involved or even care enough right. to, build, to build the relationship to say, hey, I heard you're struggling and or maybe I've had a similar experience and I can help. But that attitude of judgment and assuming the worst instead of, can I help you, is another piece of this. I like I like what you said about the good gossip because it goes twofold. We just had a couple of podcasts about making joy complete and we had letting go of offenses. And some of those, the practical application was showing gratitude or, or thinking well on people and things. And I think that that's, it's a great practice because it serves many purposes. Showing someone gratitude, leaning in with positive intent, thinking of the good and people, uh, it would be infectious as well. You know, you are showing people in the conversation that you're having with them that, um, you know, despite what I'm hearing, I'm going to lean in on, you know, the positive. Right. And this should become the norm. This should be the habit for us. Now, habits have to be intentional, but we must make this our intention to say complimentary things, to boast about our brothers and sisters in Christ. A lot of good can be done giving someone a compliment to their face. So I don't want to undermine how important that can be. But in the context of gossip, if we're going to talk about someone who's not in the room, Make it a good thing. Highlight one of their good characteristics. If you come to me with something negative about someone, I'm going to put the brakes on it and I'm going to ask you, have you talked to that person? Why are you talking to me about this? And I'm going to say some positive things about that person. Now, if there's still some concern there, if we want a plan of action, if, if, if you need help, that's something we might talk about, I guess. But I'm going to start with saying, let's, let's move away from the negative for now. Let me, let me just highlight some good things about this person. Do we need a Star Wars reference? Because, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn said, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. I feel like we needed to add, add one of those in there, right? That was the Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. I spake. I speak. I spoke. <laughs> Let me just wrap this up with one final scripture. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. I hope you'll remember this week to... Use your discretion. Ask about what your motives are. Pause before you engage in any conversation about someone not in the room. Would you have the same conversation if they were there? That's probably a good sign that you shouldn't have that conversation if the answer is no. Stop talking. Talk less. Listen more. Stop associating with the gossips. If someone just can't resist being the tailbearer, you don't need to spend time with them. But most importantly, remember to use good words 
complimentary words, words that will build up and edify. Let's all engage in some good gossip. If we're going to talk about someone who's not in the room, say some good things about them and really build them up, not take them down. Thank you, Kyle, for this topic. We need to end this so that I can tell John some juicy details I heard about you. But before we get to that, uh, no, just kidding. Did you know, uh, we say these things to our face. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, no, thank you for that topic. Some very um, thoughtful and scriptural observations for us. Thank you for joining us on the Exhorter Podcast. If you've enjoyed or benefited from this, we'd appreciate it if you would share this podcast so others know about it. If you've got topics that you're interested, let us know. Leave a comment and let us know topics that might be of interest to you. Hey, did you know Paul's actually an illegal alien? <laughs> Dual citizenship. I used to have a card that said resident <laughs> alien. Dual so. citizenship, right? Makes you really feel at home when it's literally my card says resident alien. It used to. <laughs>